Hello, hello, and welcome to the Big Hearted Podcast. My name is Victoria Edmund, and I am your host. Our aim here at the Big Hearted Podcast is to nurture a community of heart-centred educators to change the perception and delivery of early childhood education and care in Australia and ultimately around the world. We want you to be inspired by our guests and the topics we bring to you to think of new ways of being as an educator. We want you to feel a sense of belonging via this podcast so that you can engage any time of the day or night in any place that suits you. We want you to become an educator that delivers education from the heart, as we believe this is how we create great change within our world. So join us as we discover new ways to inspire each other here on the Big Hearted Podcast. Oh my goodness, you are going to be so excited for this conversation. As I said in the intro, I have the delectable Rebecca Saunders from the Champagne Lounge on with me today. Are you sitting in Mudgy right now? I am, my love. Yes, I am. <laughs> in the car, we decided we're going to have car conversations because there's some construction happening at Beck's house and they're doing yeah. floors. So You know what? I have I've waited 6 months for these floors. Um, I've had no floors in half my house for the best part of five months. And so when they called me and said they're doing it, I'm like, I'm I'm an entrepreneur. I can I can work with this. The car is my most soundproof spot. So that's where I am. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. I, I tell you what, and all my listeners will be like, Victoria, why haven't you thought of that before? Oh, I, I do go on the road when I go and do my big heart to heart. Quite often we come from different locations because mm. the mobile reception I get on my phone is sometimes better than the mobile, the internet reception I get at home. So anywho, so Beck, tell us all about you because I'm sure these educators are going to go, we've never heard of Rebecca Saunders. We don't know what the champagne lounge is. How is this relevant to us in any way, shape or form? So we're going to get into all of that. But first, let's just start with who you are and where you come from and all those juicy bits that you're happy to share. <laughs> oh, this is a big one, right? Because like, how far back do you want me to go? So, you know, my name is Rebecca. I moved to Australia in 2012. So we're almost coming up to 11 years Um and when I moved to Australia, I was very much in the headspace of, I want to live in Sydney. I want to live in Sydney and I'm going to go give it a crack. And that's pretty much what I did. I got on a plane with my laptop, 500 bucks, my passport, and went, let's go see what we can make happen. Um, and so if I sort of skim over a few little bits in terms of, you know, working holiday visa and all that fun tourism, tourist stuff, um, I started my first business, my video production business, in the late 2012 to sponsor myself to stay in the country so instead of being you know a delightful employee which I would be terrible at um I thought it would be far easier to employ myself and multiple other people by starting my own business that sponsored me so that's how I got into to business and sort of were able to stay in Australia as such and if I fast forward over the last decade, because I'm sure you're going to dive into questions about it in terms of the ups and downs of building that business and the ups and downs of that during COVID and all the fun things. Um, I got to 2020 pre-COVID and went, I'm kind of bored. Like I want to do something else. I'm not feeling the impact. I'm feeling a little bit stuck in a rut where I am right now. I've got some amazing clients, but it's not really fulfilling me. I want to do something different. And that's when the champagne lounge started to really percolate for me. I was like, I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to do that. Um, but then COVID had other ideas because everyone needed video, right? Funnily enough, during COVID and live streaming setups and all of the things. So my dream for the champagne lounge was put on ice for a couple of years while we did, you know, a hell of a crazy year or two during COVID, um, helping a lot of business owners do video. And then the champagne lounge had even more meaning because I moved to the country I didn't know anyone I wanted to do something different and so the champagne lounge for me and for many other women that are in it is a virtual online community um, that doesn't have an agenda that doesn't have a to-do list or a one two three step checklist for you to follow and potentially fail on um, 
it's simply virtual networking and connection for businesswomen that are lonely. They're working by themselves. They're working all over the country, all over the world, and they just want to feel seen, heard, have someone celebrate with them when they've done something amazing, um, have someone to talk to when they've got a question that they can't quite work out by themselves. And so now I get to sit in my car in Mudgee talking to you know, amazing women across the world on podcasts and my, you know, on in the community in itself, encouraging women just to be themselves and do it their way. And they're not alone. Yeah, see, that's so incredible. And I know that's going to resonate with a lot of family daycare educators because we work on our own and we might have someone from our service come in once a month and do a visit. And I know sometimes those those visits can be either phenomenal or they can be really underwhelming for people because they might have someone who's just not the kind of support that they need. They may be a great person, but they're maybe just ticking their boxes and just doing what they have to do and don't really have an interest in your business. And this is one of the big messages that I'm trying to bring into family daycare is that you are running a business and you have to have these supports for yourself. We don't have to do it on our own. So you you touched on um, like how people can feel lonely and and all that sort of stuff. So I know you've had a bit of a journey yourself uh, with feeling good enough and supportive, like supported and all those kinds of things. Do you want to dive a little bit into that for us? In terms of my personal journey? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I I got alopecia when I was seven so alopecia for um, anyone that doesn't know what that is it's an autoimmune disorder which essentially means your hair follicles attack themselves so there's varying different degrees of it but I have the you know strongest for one of a better word strain of it which means I don't have hair anywhere so for the first 25 years of having that it was very much a case of for me, I wore wigs. I had to play with them in terms of red, brunette, blonde, all the things, having a lot of fun as I grew up. But it was very much a, I want to look and feel like everybody else. Like I want to fit in. I, when I started my business, this is sounds absolutely crackers now I say it out loud. But you know, when I was doing it, it was just the norm. When I started my business, I would document what color wig I was wearing in what meeting to which person so that I didn't suddenly rock up with a completely different look and style like the next time I have a conversation with them wow. which if I look back and go that's mental right like the amount of like brain power that must have taken up um and so it was through the connections of the women that I brought into my world and into my um inner sort of circle of friendship groups um that over the best part of the 10 years that I've lived here, I realized that actually it might be safe enough for me to go out without wigs on, right? To go and just be who I am. And I'm sure when you and I met a few years ago, like I was still wearing wigs, right? When you and I oh, first yeah. met. Yeah. And um, it, it took a lot of personal work in terms of growth. But along the years, I remember friends of mine saying to me, hey, babe, you know, like, when you finally own that, your business will go gangbusters. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I'm not ready. Don't be ridiculous. That's insane. Um, but through the through knowing that people had my back completely, knowing that you know my my husband, well, my now husband, we've only been married a year and a half, um, had my back no matter what, and just having enough courage and confidence after doing the work to go, you know what? Let's give it a crack. Um, in the middle of COVID, when masks became mandatory again in New South Wales, and we were all doing so much more screen time, which meant I was wearing my glasses more, middle of summer, something oh. had to go. Like, the masks were legally required. My glasses were kind of legally required, too, because I can't see without them. Um, and my hair was just getting in the way. So I just decided, literally, it was, almost felt like a light switch, but I know it wasn't because I know all the steps I was doing and the stuff on the way up to it, but just went bugger it. Let's see what happens. So I decided I'd go hair free. It was around the time that um, just before we went on the Hair Empire Builder Conference up in 
Noosa. Oh, where are we? Noosa. In Brisbane, Noosa, up in Noosa. It was just before yeah. then. And I just went, okay, let's do it. And I booked a photographer who's a friend of mine and um, used my studio. And we just took photos without hair on. And I went, I just went large with it. I went all in and I went, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. It's the way I operate on most things. I'm either in or I'm out. Yeah. Everything on social media, I changed. Everything across the website, I changed. And changed it all, put it out into the world and shut my laptop like, ah, like, like okay, like what's going <laughs> to happen now? And I was really kind of disappointed that it didn't happen, but I was really expecting a whole lot of trolling um, yeah, and yeah. a whole lot of negative messages. And I got none. Yeah. none on any platform about anything and it made me realize how much energy I was putting into things that didn't matter oh that is such a massive mm-hmm. point like yeah huge because I know like to to put it into family daycare context that there are so many educators out there that do incredible things, incredible work, but they jump on social media and they see what other people are doing and they see these moments in time, these uh-huh. heavily curated snapshots, and they are judging their work and their worth and what they do on those curated moments that are put out there to put this facade you know and and to hide behind too because we only ever see the highlight role we never see when things don't work and things don't go well or it's been really really hard we don't very often get to see that and so we have this really distorted view of ourselves and where we fit in the world so this whole idea of of you coming out like that is massive so I find it really interesting that you were expecting people to troll you well because we're brought up in that way right we're brought up that if you stand out and do something different people aren't going to like it you know you're either too big for your boots you know who do you think you are you know here in Australia you've got the whole tall poppy syndrome that's so ingrained in society that you can't help but go I'm going to get judged for this and it's going to be, it's going to be crap. It's going to be awful. And I'm going to really question everything as to why I got to that point. And I'm not going to give myself acknowledgement for all the work that I did to get to that point. I'm just going to tear myself to shreds and therefore I'm not going to do it. And that's really where people get to, right. And putting their work out there in doing it slightly differently, even though they know at their very core that they're doing it amazingly, there's still that level of questioning, that level of, well, no one else is doing it this way. Am I doing it right? Or yeah. I'm not seeing anyone else do it like that. Does that mean I'm doing it wrong? Or, yeah. you know, all of those things. And when you talk about the social media piece, you know, I call that comparinitis. And when mm-hmm. I was doing the video work, one of the things I would teach my clients at the time was just stop following them. Like literally just go through your accounts and go, you know, this person makes me feel crap. Every time I watch it, they're all so fabulous and shiny, but it makes me feel crap. So unfollow them. Like you don't want to be following people that make you question yourself and make you feel crappy. You know, you just, there's no point. Um, so, so it's all those little things that I think if we let the outside world come in and come into our most intimate spaces, right? Social media comes into our most intimate spaces it's the place we go and doom scroll when we're feeling crap sad, you know, yeah. or it, it makes us feel worse. And so I very, I am very, very conscious of who I'm following and why I'm following them yeah. and make sure. And again, this was in the video space when I was teaching clients and it will apply exactly to family daycare educators. Follow people that inspire you in other industries, you yeah. know, just because just because you're in a particular industry doesn't mean you need to follow others and do social media in the way that they do it or create reels in the way that they do it. Follow someone who's in, I don't know, construction or cooking or any of those things and see what things you can take away from there that you can add into your content to make yours look different. Oh, see, that's massive. That is like such gold that because 
I mean, I stepped out of like being an educator and I always had a drive to, to this entrepreneurial streak, right? And so I found Dale Beaumont. So he was the first person that I had any kind of connection with in business that was strictly for business. And so it was a whole new world for me to be inspired by somebody who did business. And mm. I'd taken myself out of that educator role and put myself into this business world. And I was meeting all these different people, people like yourself, like Tina, like all these other great people that I now work with on a you know regular basis they come on the podcast and they share their wisdom and information with the educators that I talk to but stepping out of that and getting into a whole different realm it takes you out of your comfort zone but it also puts you right in the lap of people who are supportive and are going to cheer you on because they see that you're new to this they see that you're new to these ideas and there's always people that are happy to to jump in and help and offer guidance and advice and support and all these sorts of things. I think that's a really, really great thing and I've never, ever considered it in that perspective. So if that's all we get out of today's podcast, that is wrap. (laughs) And that's it. Thanks, Rebecca. No, no, I'm kidding. Biggest podcast I've ever done in history. No. Oh, goodness. So I I just, I find it really fascinating that we all have this comparinitis. Is that what you said it was? Yeah. Yeah, we we all do it. And it's really massive in in family daycare because we're a women-dominated industry. And I know a lot of educators have come from services where they've perhaps not had great um, experience. And I don't mean family daycare. I mean, they may have come from long daycare where they've worked with other women and it's not been a fabulous experience. Mm. So how do we go about finding a community because I know there's a whole stack of educators around Australia who don't really have a community because there's there may be the only one in their area doing it blah 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 blah. how how can we like what are the key things that we need to go about when looking for community oh that's a good one um I think first and foremost you've got to be proactive in looking for it right you know the world is quite literally your oyster from the comfort of your couch. So Mm. to open up and have access to people all over the world, not just in your state, not just in your country, but the world who can be in your industry, you know, there's going to be someone out there talking about it, who's built a community, um, you know, in that educator space that's there to be supportive. And I, be, I truly believe that people go and seek out those communities because they want to be supportive and they mm. want to be supported. And so whilst you may have had those experiences of ickiness or argumentativeness or spitefulness or jealousy or any of that stuff, nine times out of 10, those types of people don't go hunting communities. Like they mm. don't go hunting that space because it's not in their nature to be part of them. And if they if they end up in there, they tend to get out pretty fast, like either of their yeah, own yeah. accord or through whoever's moderating the community. And so I do feel that you've got to be at the forefront of looking for that. And if I look at what I've done here, for an example, in, in Mudgee, when I first moved to town, I knew no one, yeah. right? Like no one at all. And yes, I've got beautiful connections, as I say, all over the country, all over the world through my business connections. And I can jump on the phone and have a chat like this. But I knew no one here in town. And so I'm quite an outgoing person. I'm a business person. I like to talk to people. Let's go find someone, you know. So I walked up and down the different, there's only four main streets in town. Um, It's very small. Uh, Walked up and down the shops and I popped into the stores. And if the person in the shop was friendly and chatty and, you know, welcoming, I'd ask them, is this your store? You know, if it is, tell me more about it. Like, tell me about you what's going on you know and so I built up I I was curious I asked questions I listened and now I haven't even been in town a year and you know 50 local businesswomen came to an event that I hosted for the Champagne Lounge launch just last week you know I had people in town talking about that going oh my gosh I heard about that I couldn't make it it's been amazing my husband down picking up takeaway from the golf club 
had the guys in the golf club telling him, I saw your wife's event and I heard it was a real great success, you know? And it all it took was for me to go and talk to people and go, I'm going to do that. So yeah. you either need to go find it or you need to go start it, yes. right? Like, and, and it doesn't need to be 50 people. It doesn't need to be the crazy target that I've got of a thousand women in my community, you know, in a year's time. It could be four people. It could be two people, you know, it's community starts with you and you can just bring in the people that make you feel good. And yeah. that's, that's really where I feel that community really starts from. Um, yeah. Be at the forefront of it. Look for yeah. it. Ask yeah. for it. Yeah. I, I love that idea of creating it. I, I really do. And because then you get to invite the people in <laughs> that are going to fill needs that you have you, you, you know like fill fill the the little holes that might be you might be experiencing because you get to then invite them in and and it's not that it's like this exclusive club or anything like that but you definitely get to hold the space and the boundary and put those things in place that are going to be you know protective of you so if you're a really inclusive person uh for environment stuff and sustainability mm -hmm. and stuff you, you you're really going to seek out those people who have those other interests or your message is going to be meeting that as well so I think that's that's a really valuable thing and and like community just brings so many weird and wonderful people together and weird I say that in the most loving <laughs> it's beautiful you know and the community it doesn't need to be with it you can have community within your industry but you know I personally believe and you've touched on this with with um um, Dale you know you joining his his group as well you know, the beauty comes from the support and connection with other business owners that just get the daily grind yeah. you know they get that you're doing it differently they get that you might work crazy hours or that your brain doesn't switch off or that you've got this crazy thought that you want to try but you know sure you can bounce it off me babe give me a call well, let's walk the dog like I don't know do you want to have a glass of wine any of those things a fellow business owner will happily talk through those things happily yeah. you know spitball ideas and you talked about having that sort of non-exclusive club kind of thing I like to think that you know if you're in my inner circle you are in the exclusive club like you're my VIPs I've picked you to be here yeah like you are my biggest confidence and I trust you implicitly with me sharing my stories and struggles and successes as much as I want you to share them with me and so it takes time to find them and craft them, but you just got to ask people. You just yeah. got to ask them. Um, and it does bring weird people together. So um, one of the crazy ideas I had at the beginning of the year, and you and I talked about this when we were together a few weeks ago, um, I opened my house up to cook dinner for eight random strangers. And my husband at the time goes, I'm sorry, you're doing what? I said, oh, I'm going to cook dinner. I'm going to cook a three course dinner. And I'm going to advertise it as a dinner for local businesswomen to just come to dinner at our house. And I'm going to put a ticket price on it and I'll see who comes. He's like, so you're going to bring strangers in? I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I'm going to do. You know, and But me putting that out there, the women that came, several of them had lived in town for months, sometimes some of them years, and they'd never met a fellow business owner because they work from home. And when I posted it in the community group, they're like, oh, people like me, you know? Yeah. So you just have to post it and ask questions and you'll be surprised at who's around. Yeah, see, we've just come off the back of our summit where we did the Connections and Communities Summit. Yeah. And I, I like we, we the a main focus of that was looking outside of our industry-specific people to include others within our community because when we do that, the richness of information, the richness of experience, the richness of wisdom and these beautiful ideas come to us when we maybe don't even know that we're looking for those answers for a start or we are looking for those answers but because everybody in our industry is doing the same thing we're all looking at the same questions and have the same answers 
and they're not working. So when we go outside <laughs> of our community, and this is what I love about being in Tina's group with you, yeah. uh, for anybody that's interested, it's the Hair Empire Builder stuff. Um, like there's just so many different, there's lawyers, there's doctors, there's social media people, there's people that run agencies, there's video people like yourself who are now morphing into other things. There's just such a range of skill sets in there that whenever I come across a problem, which is usually technologically related, uh, <laughs> I, I, I can ask a question and people help. And they're willing yeah. to help because there's other areas that I do really well in that they ask for help. And I go, oh, I just do blah, 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 blah. And that's it. And everyone's like, oh, that's that's exactly what I needed, that tiny little piece. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? And and that's just sparked me thinking around one of the conversations we had in the Champagne Lounge the other day is I've been encouraging people to come and drop into these virtual networking sessions, regardless of what time they're available. Right. So. I might be online five till six, but if you can't get in there until 10 to six, jump in at 10 to six. Just because you've missed the five o'clock start doesn't mean that you can't jump in. And so someone jumped in halfway through one of these conversations and goes, oh, I'm just having this issue with this thing. And someone went, oh, do X, Y, and Z. That's what I do. And they're like, oh my God, nailed it. Thank you. Like, see you later. And just straight back out again to go action it. And you go, that's awesome. You know, to be able just to, have that pool of resources or that space to just ask a question in a safe group and not yeah. feel judged that you don't know how to I don't know build a funnel fix a souffle like whatever it is that you're trying to do yeah. um the power of that is amazing yeah yeah and so you get to you get to curate your community too so that there are going to be people in there like we we've just opened the world up to I mean a lot of educators already knew about speech pathology and OTs and things like that but I don't know if everybody realized how accessible they are to us especially since COVID when everybody started doing online courses and making their services available online like, like we can create that. Like, and and I, I guess that's what I've done here with the Connections and Community Summit is that educators are now aware of Dave and and Sally and Lizzie and Emily and all the people that that we have there who were able to jump in and share their knowledge and wisdom. And and it's just so so important. But I want to circle back a little bit to the idea and and the thing around people feeling not good enough in themselves and mm. their self-worth and and all that sort of jazz because I think it's a really big piece of a being a woman in this day yeah. and age b being a businesswoman in this day and age because a lot of us at the same time are running businesses and managing homes and children our own children and that sort of thing not everybody is but I know that's a big part of what we all have to do so what are some of the things that because you mentioned that you had a whole heap of steps leading up to um, yeah. taking your wig off what are some of the things that you did that were really pivotal in being able to overcome that fear of stepping into your true light and essence and letting your true essential being shine there's a lot of words. yeah so I love that that's a, that's a fabulous question and there was a number of them so I'll try and there's going to be no logical order to this list it'll just yeah. be as I come in my brain but if I think about you know I jumped in and did a lot of mental and spiritual work with a coach and I did it in a group setting and that was very much around the thought process of you create your own reality yeah like you create it it's just it's as simple as that um you know so through that work uh there were several things that came out of that there was the constant manifest you know, um mantras that I said to myself you know that for, a, for about a year and a half it was you, you know, um, I am okay, I am loved, I am valuable. Like, I'm okay, I am loved, I am valuable. And that's that was written everywhere. I'd write it down when I was sort of feeling a little bit squiffy. Um, so mantras like that were really helpful. Post-it notes in random places. I love a good post-it, so they're always really handy. Um, and, you know, I got friends, people would write post-it notes and stick them and hide them in places. So you find them at funny times. And you're like, oh, that's cool. Um, one I've actually is I didn't do, but I'm in, like implementing now. 
um because as business owners um we tend well actually as women we don't actually do this at all one of my friends the other day said she takes photos of cards screenshots of text messages screenshots of facebook comments of people that write beautiful things so it doesn't have to be a testimonial it could be you know you've done something amazing or thanks babe for such a great afternoon i had the most best time with you she screenshots that kind of stuff and she has an album in it called you got this and i'm like oh, oh. so like all those little things you know that you've got little cards from people on notes she when she's ever she's having a bad day she just sc- scrolls through it and she's like well, that's not bad like, I'm all right. Like I'm, I do good in the world. Like I have a good impact on people. So I, I love, love that. that. Love that so much. Um, one of the other things that I did that's a little bit more tactile, I guess, you know, I'd love to leave people with things they can go and do. One of the biggest things I did was I gutted my wardrobe. Um, and the reason I did that, I bought a stylist on to help me with this because the reason I bought a stylist into the experience for me is because they took all the stuff away that afternoon and I didn't have it sat in the boot of my car or sat in the spare room to like (laughs) diggle back through but the reason I went down that path is how many items of clothing have you got in your wardrobe right now that make you feel crappy when you put them on like and they're still there you see them every single day you know so if you can clear that stuff out um and make room for the space and the joy and only have things in your wardrobe that make you feel fabulous when you get up in the morning like that's a great start to the day that makes you feel loved and you love yourself you know the same goes for crappy underwear that we keep in that drawer because we're like oh it was so expensive when I bought it and I've only worn it a few times but it's bloody uncomfortable throw it out like just just cut all emotional ties with how much these things cost you physically money-wise and start looking at it, how much it's costing you on the daily from an energy perspective. Um, And so I cleared all that stuff out and that was just monumental in making me feel a million dollars. And I truly believe that if you step up and wake up and feel great in yourself, you know, you're going to show up great to the world and all, you know, karma or manifestation or whatever you want to call it um it's there it's yeah. the universe listens you know yeah. so um that was one of the big things I worked on as well in terms of that self-belief and self-love um very very curating of the people I spend time with mm. um I don't work with crappy clients I don't sit and have crappy conversations um yeah. I won't go to some family functions or friend functions if I don't want to yeah and I've got no guilt in saying no. Yeah. Um, which took time to, I'm going to use the word train because I know that because yeah. that's what everyone, else. it took time to train me to do that. It took time yep. to train my husband to understand it. It yep. took time for family and friends to understand that I wasn't on my phone 24 seven to answer text messages or I'm take 72 hours off technology sometimes and you won't hear from me or reach me at all. Um, or, you know what, I just don't want to go spend time with you and your parents today. So you go do that and I'm going to do my thing. Yeah. You know, so it's having those conversations which seem difficult at the start because it's actually getting people to get on board with what you're doing and why you're doing it. Yeah. But if you can keep up that training and make it work, having those boundaries in place are just, yeah. you're, un, you're unrockable, really. Yeah. And when yeah. you are feeling rocky, you've got people in the safe space to keep you going forward and keep going baby you've got this like you've got this that's awesome yeah that's so important because I talk about um, boundaries with educators all the time particularly Mm. around families that come into their services because you're working in your home you have to have boundaries around what's acceptable and what's not acceptable in your home and who you will invite in to start off with and that can only be implemented if you are really clear yourself and I can see how all of those things because I have a mantra uh, my mantra this year has been oh I'm so lucky everything just goes my way right yeah that has been my mantra this year because even when things haven't gone my way I've gone or the way I wanted them 
I go, well, there was obviously another plan here and I just need to be open to the possibility because what it does is it takes off the pressure of having to have an outcome, you know, and trying to force things. And I can see how having mantras, now that's not going to be one for everybody. There's going to be people that want to have more specific things. Totally cool. Whatever floats your boat, Georgia, it's totally okay. Yeah. Uh, And I don't know why I picked that name. Random. All good. Yeah, better than my, my mantra. My mantra for this year is ease and grace. Ooh. I do not have time for drama. Yeah, just don't have time for it. Yeah, same, same. Yeah, clearing the clutter. Like I talk about that with educators too. Less is more. Less yeah. is more. Says the lady who just bought another chest of drawers <laughs> to fit all her new shirts in. But I am going to get rid Throw of some old ones out. Throw I'm some going old to. ones out. Don't worry, yeah. I already did. I was like, yeah, and it feels good to have those big purges because it really does. Like it... And you can you can do it with friends as well, like you know. Yeah. I don't know if you know if you think back to the Sex in the City movie where yeah. she was going through her wardrobe and they're like, keep you know store throw. Like you can have so much fun with a bottle of wine, one of your best mates, you know, trying stuff on and just going, yep, yeah, no, yep, yeah, no, and yeah. it's done. You know, yeah. so. Yeah, and, and those <laughs> things where you question yourself and your besties, like, really? Come on, bro. I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> your boobs look amazing in that. <laughs> you have to keep it. <laughs> yeah, as <laughs> <laughs> when I lift them up, they look great. <laughs> oh, but it's it's so it's so interesting. And um, there was another piece I was going to talk about about boundaries, but then oh, there was something else that you mentioned, and now I can't remember what it is. Uh, it'll it'll come back, but I yeah. I just find it really interesting that we have all these stories that we tell ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like we listen to these stories, and it could be something that someone told us when we were four, yep. and we've just taken that on as gospel, and and we've been unwavering in that belief system so funny because I listened to a podcast can't remember who said it what it was on but they talked about belief systems and I know there's a lot of people struggling with their thought processes and they're not even aware that that's how they think yes it's unconscious unconscious yeah but if you're this person who's starting down that self-awareness pathway and you catch yourself and, and you're stuck in this thought process People go, oh, sometimes it's really hard to undo belief systems. And I I want to question yourself. <laughs> I want you to question yourself as to the truth of that. Because when someone told you that the Easter Bunny no longer existed, yeah, was that difficult to undo? Or did you just go, oh. So yeah, this yeah. is a fun question for me because, and I... <sighs> For two reasons, right? So actually three. One of the things that I've always grown up with, um, I was told that I could be and do anything. So my choice of wearing wigs was my choice. You know, that wasn't um, anything that my mum put on us, anything that my family put on me. That was my choice to do that. And I know that deep down that was my choice. And I did the work to, you know, be who I am today. And on the post when I shared, this is what I'm doing now and this is why, my mum simply wrote on a comment, that's my girl, with a heart heart emoji. And I'm like, ah, that's amazing. So that thing I know is something that my ingrained belief there is I can go and do anything. I've always got the love and support of my family to go and do that. Um, The other thing that made me laugh there was my husband is the complete opposite of me, right? So if you told me that, the Easter Bunny no longer exists. I'm like, oh, okay, like maybe he's gone away. Whereas Alex would be like, but where did he go though? And how did, like, where did he go? And how did he travel? And like, how did he get out of the place? You know, so he asks way more questions about everything than I ever do. So I don't have, I call it, I don't have the care factor. Like I have care and dream factor galore when I'm thinking big picture and going, well, that's where I'm going. So you either go with me or you don't, right? Yeah. Um, the other factor is I don't ask the questions because I don't I don't care. I don't care know. how that's made. I don't care how that's put together. I, I don't care how we get there. We're just going there. Yeah. So I never ask those questions, which is 
why I fully believe you can completely undo those unconscious biases because yeah you just need to change the way you look at life and look at the way things are done um and I'm very lucky in the fact that I don't have I do not have those little voices on my shoulders that I know some people have I don't I don't have that negative Nelly yeah it just doesn't exist for me yeah um maybe that's a process that I've gone you know what everything is blue skies and roses and everything's going to be fine and I think about that all the time um so yeah I don't know what it is but I I do believe that you do create your own reality and what you say matters and what you have around you makes a difference um and so yeah it may sound sounds a little crackers to a few people but I know that it works so I totally get it and 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 I remembered what I wanted to to talk about and touch on was this idea of saying no I don't feel like Mm -hmm. doing that like that is the most radical form of love and self-care that you can ever have and like after Brian had you know was involved in that dreadful accident at Mm. his work like I was already on the brink of burnout when that happened because it was at the end of fires and then um, COVID and then floods and then COVID again and Uh, all the things and I know so many educators out there that are nodding their heads going oh my god yes 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 yes. and then we had this life-changing accident that just was like a whole like it's like the world turned around for us, right? And I still sit in this space of having to aggressively guard my energy, mm-hmm. like aggressively guard my energy to the point like my brother came over the other day and he was like, you've got to, you've, you, like, we've got to join the Rural Fire Brigade. Like we're, we're heading for drought. We, we're going to, like, if we thought 2018 was bad, 2019 was bad, this year's going to be worse and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, whoa, whoa, hang on a second. I can't, I can't, I don't have the capacity to have this conversation right now, which has been something that I have said since the accident. And I yeah. didn't even realise but that has been something that has come up or I don't have the capacity to go out tonight or I don't have the capacity to have you come over right now or I don't have the capacity to even cook dinner tonight. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I haven't even realised until it just solidified for me the other day and, I, and my brother was like, oh, that's the, that's the thing you always say now. And I was like, yeah, you know why? Because I'm running two businesses. I have managing 40 plus people I I have two kids that I need to be present for even though they're older they're still at life where they need guidance and I've got a husband with PTSD mm-hmm. like yeah I can't show up from what I already am right now and if you have a problem with that that's actually your problem to deal with yeah. Yeah. because I don't and I'm unapologetic and when I can show up I will. So if that means I don't join the Rural Fire Brigade and if something happens, I make them a bunch of sandwiches and make them coconut water drinks to support them in that process, I'm still showing up for my community and I'm showing up in a capacity that's not going to kill me or see me devoid of energy. And I think that's a massive, massive thing that, so many people are awakening up to now yeah yeah and it's it is huge because there are so many expectations of us to just keep giving and giving and giving and do more do more do more that you don't ever stop to you know how many people beat themselves up because they were opted for takeaway or a really easy meal for the kids out of the freezer like yeah it's okay to do that every so often right like yeah, it's yeah. fine if you don't have the energy to make dinner it's 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 noticing and that's where the curation of people comes in you know it's it's noticing the people that drain you and why are you spending time with them you know um if I look at uh, the business owners that I have as friends they're not they're friends with other business owners who get them and who are like them they're not pally pally with the school mums around the school gate yeah Uh, they don't get each other and so what are the situations that you're constantly finding yourself in that you go, oh my God, I just want to get out of that. Or, you know, you're really having to psych yourself up to go to. What's yeah. the point? Yeah. Like, what is the point? I don't, yeah. um, 
it, it is that self-care and that self-awareness thing. And heck, I even did it at Christmas last year. I, I said to my husband, I don't, I don't want to go to family Christmas. They can come to our house. And we did close family in our house here in Mudgee. But I was not prepared to drive four hours to go do Christmas with a whole bunch of people that we see once a year on that one day when it's all hectic for everyone. Yeah. I want to do it differently. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I suggested, you know, we do things separately with each of the cousins and the families and the kids. So we actually get to spend time with them. Yeah. Um, we still then see them once a year, just in a way that works so much better and we connect so much more. But it also meant that Alex and I went to the local winery that put on Christmas lunch and had a ball. There was oh, no stress. We had yes. a stress-free Christmas day. And, you know, it took him probably 12, I'm going to say 12 weeks, three months, to get on board with my idea of Bogoma Christmas lunch at the winery. Because like, I'm going. Yeah. Do you want to come? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> those questions, that happens regularly. Like, I'm doing this. It's not the norm, but let's crack it. And um, so, yeah, I just think you have to be very aware of what fills your cup and what drains it. Oh man, I so love that. I I just love that because, you know, and the three months to get on board, that's three months of him processing. Well, hang on, there is this, and I hate to use this word, but there is this social construct that we should be doing this at Christmas time. We should be doing that. We should be doing, and like as family daycare educators, we're so bound by regulations and law. There's so much of that in our lives. There's so much of this massive responsibility that we take on within our role that when we start spreading that into our personal lives too, it becomes exhausting. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh gosh, I just feel the weight of all of that, literally. And I think we really, and this is what I've tried to encourage women to do for months and months and months now is to this, you know, self-care isn't just a bath and a, and a massage. Like, as I've said many times, there's a place for that. But deep self-care is so much more than that. It's about connecting to your true desires and the things that fill you up. And this has just been such a beautiful conversation to to touch on that and build on that. So let's get back to the champagne lounge. Yeah. What, like, because Christmas, champagne, community, women, like, getting outside like what like tell us the ins and outs of it like what what is it so the champagne lounge is is really quite simple it is a global online virtual community for female business owners who want to have chats with like-minded people um celebrate their wins and successes and just be unapologetically them um there is no agenda no masterclasses to join no things that we need to you know follow it is a series of virtual networking events online that you can come and join and be part of if you can make it and if you want to um and we have a directory which we call the little pink book which is a directory of programs courses masterminds lessons all the things that if you decide you want to go learn something these are the kick-ass women that can teach you that um Mm -hmm. and that's as far as our education goes it's about connecting you with the right people giving you space for conversation um and most importantly which I found uh through doing this is it's having someone there and knowing that on Monday between 10 and 11 there's someone there just to say hi to or between five and six on a Wednesday someone to come and say hello to because if we're working by ourselves and we don't necessarily have the adult conversation or the business conversations that's where the loneliness fits in yeah. And so for for our members, it's actually about, oh, there's other people there like me and yeah. I don't need to do anything other than just show up if I can. Yeah. And so it's all about that. Um, it's a dollar a day to be a member. So it's like a, a no brainer. It's there when you need it. It's not if you don't. Um, and th- and that's, what I've, that's what I'm building. It's completely against the norm of any other membership structure because you, yeah. you get virtual networking and we connect you with people. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, that's so great, Beck. I just, I love it. I, I can't get to your, and by the time this podcast set is out, they're all going to be done. Yes, yes. I, I can't get to your Brisbane one because I'm away. I'm in Sydney. Oh, I'm so nervous. Yeah, so so for context for people listening, I, I have launched over the last, 
by the time this episode ends, would have done five roadshow events. So my premise of launching the community was to do it in a community and bring together the most incredible community building memberships that I know um, and bring them all together under the same banner of connection, celebration and community. And so some of the best people, um, best businesswomen I know who have big communities, big memberships, um, have grown their businesses from connections, are helping yeah. others grow their businesses with connections. And yeah, my, my dream is to be the connector, the ultimate connector of businesswomen yeah. without needing to specialize in anything but connection. Yeah. That's my ultimate goal. That's massive. And I just think it's so hilarious because like I've just, by the time this podcast launches, <laughs> rather I've just come off the back of the Connections and Communities Family Daycare Summit. Yeah. And, and it's so amazing the amount of conversation and the amount of people who are crossing my path right now that speak on this. And it's, it's you know, probably because I've got such a high focus on it myself personally that I'm at, like, I'm just seeing it everywhere. What's that reticulation? You've got that. It's brain. like the yellow car thing, right? When yeah. you're looking to buy a car. Yeah. Yeah. You just see yellow cars everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's just so fabulous, but I think it is really a key part, particularly after the last couple of years, there's a massive amount of healing that we need to do globally around mm -hmm. connections again, because they were so brutally severed over yeah. the last couple of years where borders were shut, people couldn't go anywhere. We were all in lockdown. Like that's not how our society works and flourishes. And it allows a whole heap of stuff to bubble up that we have to work through and process and then come back together as a community and really have these lovely connections where we hold ourselves accountable first and foremost, before we make anybody else accountable. And I just think it's so fabulous what you're creating, Beck. And I'm sure there's probably some educators that will be going and having a little sneak peek at what it is that you do. So where, where can we find you? I mean, I'll put it in the show notes, but just put it yeah, out. Yeah, so um, you can find the Champagne Lounge at thechampagnelounge.com. So everything on there is about that. And it's, you know, it's a dollar a day to come be part of it come check it out for a week if you don't like it bugger off again like totally fine um and so I'm, to I'm totally fine with that uh but if you want to come hang out with me personally my happy place is instagram and i'm at the rebecca saunders yeah awesome oh yeah. you're an absolute legend thank you so much my darling you too. i really appreciate it and uh I look forward to the next conference where we get to get together again. That'll probably be Drink December. a glass or two. Yes, yes. for sure. <laughs> we'll be cheersing for sure. All right. I look forward to Thank it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time today. And uh, I'm sure there's going to be a few people that head over your way and jump on board the Rebecca Saunders train because it is fabulous. <laughs> Thank you, my love. It's been great. Thank you. Hi friend, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you got a lot out of today's episode. When we work on our own, we can sometimes be in a silo. So having new perspectives and different ways of looking at things is vitally important for the growth of our individual selves and our professional selves as well. We love feedback, so if you felt compelled to share what you thought of today's podcast, we would love to read your thoughts. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcast. That helps our podcast to get out to the wider community. And the more that hear what we have to share, we think the better it is. Thanks so much, friend. We'll see you next time. Till then, big love. <laughs>